You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. More important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in, and it is the Wednesday Hump Day edition. Jay Barker Show here live from AVX. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker, and uh, we really appreciate you joining us, being with us each and every day throughout the network on our YouTube channel as well and Facebook Live for Bama Insider. But uh, always uh, great to have uh, a lot of great guests. We've got a great one coming up here shortly, and uh, Jonathan Hutz going to be joining us and uh, from OutKick. Looking forward to really have a chance to uh, visit with him. At Hutton OutKick is his Twitter handle, but real quick, uh, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf. If you headed down to the USFL Games, the Protective Stadium, great place to tailgate before or after the shows, uh, after the uh, games and shows. Uh, but also a great place, birthday parties, bachelor parties, bachelor anniversaries, just a great time with coworkers, family, friends. They do a lot of charitable events out there as well. 
Get out to Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, let's welcome in Jonathan Hutton joining us from Outkick. We're going to talk a lot of SEC with him, and always a pleasure to have him on and have a chance to spend time with him and get his take on all things around the SEC and college football and uh, and other things as well. But, Jonathan, great to have you on, my man. Thanks for being with us. Jay, it's great to be back on, man. And, and let me say, there there are great intros uh, for, for radio shows, and then there are alpha introductions. And that production that you have leading into your show is bar none the best I've heard leading into any show that I've joined uh, in, in, in discussing anything football. So uh, well done, Jay Barker for setting the bar that no one else can reach when it, when it comes to an introduction with Saban and everything else. That is all Josh Smith. So we, we give all credit to him, back at Crawford Broadcasting, our producer there that runs our live stream as well as produced the show. So i uh, got to give, uh, give Josh all that credit. So good job, Josh. All right, um, I want to start with Georgia. All right, and, and really, let's talk around the SEC. We'll get back to Alabama because we're Alabama stations, and uh, so yep. we'll talk about that. But uh, as far as Georgia, 15 guys drafted a record. Uh, the amount of defensive guys that went in the first round. Kirby wins the national championship. Where is Georgia right now in your mind as far as is, – is he now in the position to kind of be in, in, in the lead? Is he in a place to be at the I – mean, I would consider him number two – uh, at least uh, be Alabama and Georgia, uh, but just kind of where you see the program right now for Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I, I see them just as you just described them. You know, right, right there, right, right there at number two. And here's the thing: Alabama, Georgia, uh, and we could put in a, maybe a couple of other teams that would meet this criteria. But uh, every year, uh, and we saw this a, a two years ago with Alabama. Every year, there is a draft class where the draft Knicks um, on draft night look around and go, oh, my, like they, the cupboard is going to be bare at, at Alabama or Georgia because look at this. I mean, their entire starting roster is headed <laughs> to the NFL. And I, I sit there and I go, mm-hmm. no, that they, they haven't watched. You know, they don't follow recruiting, which, I mean, I don't blame them. I, m- recruiting can be monotonous at times. But they, they do not rebuild. They reload time and time again, you know, and, uh, I, I heard that from the SEC, Jay. Um, the, the talk of the SEC last year was a record number. 65 players were drafted in the 2021 NFL draft from the from the conference. And they said, oh, that, well, maybe, you know, the talent will, will have to kind of rebuild itself a bit. Well, the SEC tied that record this year with 65 players drafted in the NFL draft. I mean, they just continued to churn out talent. So to me, the team's at the top remain at the top and uh when Saban was discussing uh the the parody of college football the only parody I know is the parody between the first and second string on both of those teams that's pretty much it and uh you can count on Alabama and Georgia being at the top of the SEC East and the SEC West I I have zero doubts about what Kirby Smart's doing in Athens Jonathan another coach I wanted to ask you about is um uh, Shane Beamer at South Carolina. And uh, Shane is a good friend of ours on the show. I've gotten to know Shane a little bit over the years, yeah. played some golf. And I just couldn't be more impressed with the guy and also what he's building there. And I know that you've spent time with Shane as well. Just your assessment of the state of the program at South Carolina. I, I like the momentum. You know, it, it is tough to go from two wins to seven wins at any level. And he did that in year number one. 
as a first-time head coach. And, you know, I look around and I, I think, okay, it, to me, it's tougher to go from seven to the next level up than it is to go from two to seven, which is very difficult. Uh, you're right. I, I really like Shane, too. Um, he, he's got the, the right head on his shoulders. I think the time that he spent both at Mississippi State and at Georgia, um, but speaking of Kirby Smart, he was on those first staffs as those coaches took over. And I think that has helped him put together his first staff at South Carolina and kind of the momentum shaping that he wants to take into year number two. He's got his quarterback now. Um, I asked him last week, uh, we were chatting, and I, I asked him about Rattler because with the Oklahoma ties that he, of course, has, and he gets the quarterback. If it's a, if it's a normal transfer comes in, does it take some time within the offense? Or does this guy have a bit of a, a leg up because he's familiar with a similar style and a similar system that, that Beamer's going to run? And it was kind of in between. I, I think I think Rattler's in a really good spot, though. He can be comfortable. He knows his coach very well. Uh, not a ton of pressure there like there is at Oklahoma. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do because they they have the chance to go into that, how I would phrase, the Tennessee zone that where they were, where, where Tennessee was a year ago, I think that's the next level up for them after seven wins is to carry that momentum over uh, with with a victory somewhere along their schedule that maybe you weren't expecting. But hey, I mean they they they, they should have a pretty good defense and their quarterback play should should improve based on all the quarterbacks they had to go through last year uh, and the transfers they have coming in. They they should be fine, and I, I think uh, that they're they're probably expected to win seven or eight again. But that's really good considering what Beamer inherited. Our guest is Jonathan Hutton from Outkick. Jonathan, I'm not going to go through the the issues. What happened with Auburn and Brian Harson? We, we're all familiar with that. What kind of pressure is he uh, under entering his second season? And what's a realistic number? What? what how many games he need to win? God, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there is a number. Honestly, I mean, he could beat Bama, but. I don't know if that's a number. You know, that's one. I I think everyone sees the writing on the wall. He saw it whenever he wanted out. The fact that Derek Mason took a pay cut, uh, and, and again, you don't want to rehash everything, but, like, I'm just uh, – the writing on the wall to me is already done. It's just kind of a – we know what's going to happen. I thought they tried to speed up the process a year ago, or not say a year ago, a couple months ago. And for whatever reason, couldn't get it done monetarily on either side. He couldn't find a way to Oregon, so he stayed. Um, it's it's odd. I, I won't name names. Uh, there <laughs> there are uh, there are some guys that have been around his program that are in the USFL um, that chose to go to the USFL instead of stay with his staff. That speaks volumes to me. Um, so I, I think everyone knows that it's kind of a one more year type situation. And Harson, Harson's a good coach. I mean, we saw him at Boise do really nice things. Um, but I, I would hate to be whoever ends up. It's either him or I mean, just look at all the coaches in the SEC West alone, and who you're up against. And then look at the situation at Auburn. They, they, I don't know where they turn if they were to get rid of him this off season. Who they go and bring in that matches the standard that Auburn sets. Where, whereas maybe you know a year from now, there's a bigger pool to choose from based on when they're going to be selecting. That, that sounds harsh, but to me, it's it's already a done deal. I don't know if there is a number, and that's that's rare. Um, he could 
they could shock some people and pull off an upset, which they nearly did against Alabama this year. But even while that was going on, there were things beneath the surface that were bubbling, about to bubble over anyway. So I take that to mean that we'll see Brian Harson coaching somewhere else in 2023. Again, Jonathan Hutton with us from Outkick. And i got to ask you about the Tennessee Volunteers, Josh Heupel, and just kind of what he's done there. Where, where do you see the program? They just got a really great quarterback. Uh, some consider him the top quarterback uh, in the country coming in the next year uh, for the next year's class. But uh, just kind of what's the state of the program there at Tennessee? You're right there in that Nashville area. What do the Tennessee fans say? Well, uh, I, I, for the record, I know I'm on in Bama. I am not a Tennessee fan. I, I did not grow up. I grew up in Tennessee, but I'm not a Tennessee fan like Clay or, or Chad, which is fine. Like, I, I, I respect all the fan bases in the SEC. I root more for the story. There's a big story in Knoxville uh, because Heupel, the, the, the question I had on him was, would he be able to recruit nationally at Tennessee? Based on, you know, because that was always what we heard with uh, some of the other coaches that came in. They could recruit. Could they develop? Well, I knew Heupel could develop because I saw him do that with some players last year. Hendon Hooker, a transfer who he did not recruit, um, was there with Jeremy Pruitt right before Pruitt left. Hendon Hooker ends up being the starter and ends up taking over and fits that system perfectly. Um, and I think Heupel adjusts things well to his personnel. They, they, they are thin on defense. They are going to have to put up a boatload of points because they are thin at some really important positions on defense this year. But as far as the momentum and the talk, um, I, I think they missed out. They, you know, they're renovating Neyland Stadium, so they didn't have a spring game. And they were trying to do it at, at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, but then Garth Brooks rescheduled his concert, so they did not do a spring game. I, I had mentioned I thought that spring game, which has not been well attended in recent years, would have been – the, the sign that the fan base is back on board. They, they are with this guy um, because they, he, he plays a very exciting style. And you mentioned the recruit with Nico. Uh, the fact that they've landed a five-star quarterback in a commitment like that, um, while they've had some in the past, not nearly to this level. And uh, there, there's five stars and then there's the elite top of the line. And this guy, uh, d- depending on whatever list you see, is number two or number three in the country at the position. So, um, that, that, that's got some momentum with him. Uh, but the momentum now is that Hendon Hooker is back and, and coming off the year that he had, can they take things to the next level? They're going to score a ton of points. The, the question comes, can they stop the opposing offense? And I think there are times where the offense, Jay, can, and I asked Heupel this and he kind of laughed at me as, uh, uh, and I mean, I am an idiot, but he laughed at me like it was a dumb question. But I asked him, I said, do you even practice a four-minute offense? Because there are times in games where I would love to see that offense slow down a bit and help its defense out because you almost go too fast. They're scoring, but there were games last year where they score too fast. Ole Miss comes to mind, and and they get the ball back to another up-tempo offense that can match you because your defense isn't stopping anything. Um, I think they're, they're, they're thin on defense to the point where they've got to slow things, slow things down at an important level in 2022. Um, I, I may, maybe they will, but their system is their system. They know one speed. And I think sometimes instead of just hammering the gas, just let your foot off the gas. You don't have to hit the brake, but just, just take a breath instead of rushing up to the line every time and, and run some more clock. I think that could be beneficial to them. Jonathan, here in Birmingham, we often lose perspective in the 
Crimson Tide bubble that we are in. Sure. Please give us, uh, give us a, with, 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 with fresh eyes, please give us your analysis of uh, Alabama and where the uh, state of the program is with Nick right now. Um, I mean, it's, I don't know if expectations can be any higher for him. Like, it's just kind of a, an accepted thing. It's just like, it's, he's going to be there kind of thing. He's reached that level. And the program has reached that level. They're they're in the playoff. Like it's kind of like uh, and, and here. This is going to be extremely rare. Uh, an NHL reference uh, in Alabama, but the Tampa Bay Lightning the last two years. I was talking with Clay about this. They've won back to back national uh, uh, champions, Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup trophies. And I mean, regular season, they know they're going to be in the playoffs this year, going for the three peat. And it's just kind of like getting back to it. Um, Saban, I know, hates that. Like he, he finds that toxic poison. And I, if I'm a coach, if I'm a player, I would ignore it too. But the fact of the matter is all those dudes know they're that good. And there's a, everyone else looking to them kind of thing. And look, even Georgia, Georgia knows what's up, but they, they saw them in the SEC championship game. And then they saw them again. Like we, we know those two teams, the championships going through them. And that that's the expectation for Saban. And look, it, it's it, this year, Jay, is going to be a lot like the Trevor Lawrence-Clemson year where we knew 15 months early in advance that Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one overall pick. It was just a matter of to which team. And Jacksonville ends up winning that. Bryce Young's going to have that same hype this year. Um, and that always comes with the caveat of stay healthy. But Bryce Young is going to be that level of superstar at the college, uh, at the college level, and um, we're already going to be debating what he's going to be like at a pro, uh, as a pro in September, uh, and debating you know where he's going to be in week one of September of 2023. That that's that's now the discussion for Bama, I think, uh, on top of the fact that look, last year on our college football tour, we tried to go to every SEC town and try to spread out games. Uh, truth of the matter is we spread out games based on where Alabama was going to be. And, and that, I mean, it's because they're playing the biggest game in the SEC every week. Great points. Jonathan Hutton, always great to spend time with you at Jonathan or at Hutton Outkick. That's at Hutton Outkick. That is his Twitter account. And, uh, man, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for being with us. Absolutely. Anytime, Jay, you know that. Appreciate you guys. All right, man. Thank you. Jonathan Hutton again from Outkick. Joining us here on the Jay Barker Show, Roger Hoover up next from CTSN. So we'll jump quick to break and uh, be back with him coming up on the other side. Stay with us. You're listening to the Jay Barker Show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling hot afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 93. The sky clear tonight, the low at 70. Tomorrow and Friday, the hottest weather so far this year. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in, and let's get right to Roger Hoover, CTSN. Always great to have him on and uh, to get updates on all things 
Crimson Tide. Roger, welcome in. Thanks for being with us, as always, on Wednesdays. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, Jay and uh, the rest of the crew, how's everyone else doing? Man, great. Doing Thank great. you. Thank you. Thank you. So um, let's start with softball. And uh, not where they wanted to be at the end of the year, get a sixth seed. They get the, uh, the first uh, matchups at home. Kind of walk us through that. What does that mean for them? If they went through there, uh, where do they go regional-wise? And uh, just kind of where you see this team right now. Well, I think they were able to hit the reset button a little bit after uh, you play Missouri in the, to close out the regular season, and all of a sudden uh, you have to play them once again after you just took uh, two out of three against them. Montana fouled to the pitch the uh, weekend before. Uh, Missouri had seen her a lot uh, going into that start that she had against them in Gainesville, in the SEC tournament, and uh, really just one bad inning. Uh, Stunk Alabama losing 3 nothing in that game, and it's a very abrupt ending to the uh, SEC tournament, which typically Alabama has a deep run to the semifinals of the championship game each and every year so i think for this group it was nice to see them uh kind of have the reset button you know kind of take the rest of the weekend off kind of think about what's important over the next few weeks of college softball and now they've got a tremendous opportunity back at home at the road house where they've played uh so well all throughout the season uh, and a really talented regional field uh, starting with chattanooga 3 p.m. coming up on Friday, and then if you win then, you take on Stanford or Murray State. Stanford's a very formidable opponent that you knew you would see at some point in the regional. Last year, I believe it was Clemson. Alabama had to get past them. Uh, well, obviously, we've seen Texas before. I mean, it's, uh, it's a tough field in NCAA softball. The parity has been much improved over recent years, and it's because of the hard work of coaches like Patrick Murphy that there is such parity. So I still think it's a really good path to Oklahoma City for the Crimson Tide softball team. And as long as you have Montana Fouts in the circle, Allie Shipman, Bailey Dowling contributing on offense, Ashley Crangy with what she's done. This is certainly a group that's built for posting success. It just has to begin this week. Uh, Roger, I need a logistical answer here. Uh, Alabama's a sixth seed as they came out this past uh, Selection Sunday. So they'll host the first regional. Where does that put them as far as a super regional? Will they host again based on their seeding? I believe as a sixth they would. I haven't taken a look look okay. at the bracket just yet for that uh, to be sure, but I believe they would still be in good line to host Super Regional. And, and Roger, give us an update on Alabama baseball. Uh, yeah, the baseball team uh, played some really tight games uh, at Auburn this past weekend. Uh, lost 3-2 to two on Friday night. Drew Williamson had a two-run homer. That was great to see. And then uh, had a tremendous start on Saturday. Four runs in the top of the first inning, and you're thinking, okay, Alabama's on its way uh, to a good victory, but Auburn credited them. They took out one of their good starters, a good Saturday starter, after only that inning. And then they brought in a lefty who threw the ball completely different than the hard-throwing right-hander Alabama had seen the previous inning. And it really took the offense out of its rhythm. Didn't score the rest of the game. Jacob McNary had some good moments, uh, kept Auburn off the scoreboard in the early innings. But Auburn just found a way to chip away and pick up that 6-4 win in game two. Then you fast forward to Sunday, which is just a weird day from the start. Uh, being delayed by lightning that was far off in the distance, uh, so it prevented the teams from doing their normal warm-up. You get started at 3.20, and then all of a sudden there's another lightning delay in the game with the game tied at one. Auburn had the bases loaded with only one out, middle of the order of the plate. It uh, looked like we would resume a few times, and then the, some rain popped up, and uh, the SEC rule on getaway day, you can't start a new inning before after 7 p.m. Uh, there was just no way. I mean, that decision was made around 6.30 when it was decided that they could no longer uh, play the game, and it just became a no contest. So 
frustrating not to get that game in because that was certainly a winnable game for the Crimson Tide. But uh, the half game that Alabama did pick up by the cancellation puts them in front of Kentucky for the final spots in the SEC tournament coming up next week. Uh, right now, if the tournament started today, Alabama would be the number 11 seed at 10 and 16, right ahead of Kentucky at 10 and 17. So if Alabama lost that Sunday game, those teams would be tied, and Kentucky would have a tiebreaker because earlier they took two out of three against Tennessee, whereas Alabama only took one out of three against the Volunteers. So it's uh, going to be a fascinating finish, what's coming up. Uh, this week, getting to welcome in the Arkansas Razorbacks, a team that is fighting with Texas A&M to try and win the SEC West. Uh, they're both at an even 17-10, and 10, and A&M holds tiebreaker over Arkansas because they took two out of three from the Razorbacks earlier in the season. So Arkansas comes to Tuscaloosa starting tomorrow night, really fighting for its baseball life. And I think that's what's going to make for such compelling games over the next few days uh, at Old Thomas Stadium starting with tomorrow's game at 6 o'clock and running through Saturday. I mean, Alabama certainly has a lot to play for, trying to make sure they're in the SEC tournament field, but the Arkansas Razorbacks are trying to win the West and make sure they have a good seating going into the SEC tournament. Tough team for Alabama to draw when they're trying to shape things up to get to the Met in Hoover. They really, two wins would put them in, Roger. And again, here's Matt asking the logistical questions. But, um, and as you said, though, Arkansas has got a whole lot to play for, too. They'd like a sweep. But I think one win for Alabama, it's iffy. Two wins, they're in. Am I close? You are. You're asking a lot of math questions to a guy from the mountains of East yep. Tennessee. I mean, this is really hard for me to think about <laughs> on this Wednesday afternoon. But well, it's, um, but it depends yeah. on what other teams do too. At least you know where it you're does. from, and you, 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 you know yeah. your limits. <laughs> yeah, I know my limits. I'm like, yeah, I can't even go there. Um, but no, and one thing that I think is going to be really important to the Tide is just to play free. Uh, Coach Bohannon talked about before how uh, when Alabama lost. South Carolina a few weeks ago, you know, the Gamecocks had just been swept by Auburn, just didn't feel like they even had a chance to go to Hoover. They played free, loose baseball, ended up sweeping Alabama. I think maybe that'll help the Crimson Tide, knowing that so much stacked against them. Just go out and play baseball the way it should be played. And I think in front of a home crowd as well in Tuscaloosa, I think we're going to see really good baseball from this group because everything has been there at times for this baseball team. It just hasn't clicked together really for a full week. And even the great sweep of Ole Miss or the win against Tennessee, you know, there were some flaws in those victories. But if this group can play its best baseball when their backs up are against the wall, uh, this could be the start of a very special run for Coach Mahanan and his group. So it's going to be fascinating to watch. Roger Hoover, CTSN. Always great to have him on Wednesdays. Gives updates, especially on softball for the Crimson Tide, baseball, and uh, wishing them nothing but the best of luck. Roger, roll tide, and thanks for being with us. Yeah, roll tide. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Roger Hoover, CTSN. I will be back. Dana Duckworth joins us. Wow, women on Wednesdays. We also get Brittany Wagner joining us from Last Chance U. She'll be joining us at 1 o'clock. But uh, Dana Duckworth coming up next. Stay with us. I wake up and ride. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. 
preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for a high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O.
right, welcome back in as we continue here live on our Hump Day edition, Wednesday edition, and uh, we got Brittany Wagner in studio as well. She'll be joining us at one o'clock. Dana Duckworth now joining us, the gymnastics coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Always great to have her on on Wow Women on Wednesdays, which we started a few months ago, and uh, a lot of fun talking women's sports, and uh, especially with Dana and all the success that they've had with Alabama gymnastics. But Dana, welcome in. I hope you had a great vacation. Roll Tide. Wow, actually, Matt was wrong. I was recruiting. I haven't had a vacation yet. That's coming Memorial Day. I swear I thought you said you were going to the mountains and you like the beach better than the mountains. I remember you saying that, David. But I don't know. Well. I put on two different socks this morning. Maybe, maybe. But no, I just got back. I just got back from, uh, I just got back from Mesa, Arizona. We were out there for what's called the Developmental Program National Championship. And I say that slowly because they changed the name. Used to be called JOs, and it's hard for me to call it DP Nationals, but um, it's Development Nationals. And we had our coaches' convention, so we were out in Mace, Arizona, in the 107 degree heat, but we're under some great conversations. It's kind of cool to have all the coaches in one room from Division One and Two and Three, and to hear just the conversations about our sport, just everything that's going on in in college gymnastics and athletics. Uh. Dana, so uh, what's your upcoming schedule going to look like? Uh, when will you get on vacation? Does recruiting ever stop? <laughs> so we instituted a couple years ago a dead period, June 1st through the 15th, where everybody can actually take a break and you don't feel like someone's getting a competitive advantage in recruiting while uh, you're taking a vacation. And that was really a smart move for us. So uh, on the 15th of June, we can start making phone calls to our 2024 recruits. So those are athletes that are rising juniors in high school. And so the process is you, you know, send the text message at 1201 on the 15th. I'm kidding. We normally do it at 8 a.m. But, um, and just basically let those athletes know that Alabama is interested in you. And then you try to get the phone call going. And then, you know, in the day of the Zoom, you try to do a Zoom call. And you try to do like a, a virtual recruiting presentation. And then you kind of get busy with who's interested. And then after August 1st, those student-athletes are allowed to take an official visit, where used to be the official visit was in your senior year. But now in gymnastics, the official visit is in your junior year. And then we'll have summer camps this summer, and some of our student-athletes are here for summer training. But we don't have what's called CARA, Countable Athletic-Related Activity, required in the summer. So if they're here for summer school, all of their strength, conditioning, and training is totally voluntary. And so... They will come in the gym and designated times we have set, and they'll train in the summer, build the engine, but the whole team will then arrive for the fall. So that's basically our summer. Recruiting, camp, training, vacation. Dana, uh, I bet you get this question a lot, and I'm going to follow up and do it again. How often do the recruits go, hey, uh, where's Nick? Uh, and does Saban ever run? I know he helps. Does he ever come in there and help close the deals? That's a great question. I, I'm very selective of when I ask Coach Saban for time because it's very, very limited. But, yes, our student-athletes always wonder. A lot of the parents actually want it more than our student-athletes, believe it or not. You get a couple of those gymnastics, uh, from our, some gymnasts that are football fans. And uh, so we've been very fortunate. Coach Saban has all of his rings, like, sitting on this uh, coffee table 
and the girls go in there and put like 15 rings on their fingers and their nose. I mean, it's hilarious. And they get all giddy. So, yes, it's very <laughs> collaborative process when it's available, um, but also appreciate whenever, um, you know, we have that level of recruit and they can, they can see him. Dana Duckworth, the uh, gymnastics coach, Alabama Crimson Tide. Always a pleasure to have her on Wow Women on Wednesdays uh, segment. We started with her back uh, just a few months ago. Uh, Dana, going, going back to recruiting a little bit, too, is recruiting for you like it is with the other sports, especially with football and basketball now, how important is the portal? Because if, if you're recruiting for long-term, uh, the long-term, or maybe you're recruiting for the short game of saying, look, I want to get uh, people in now. i got to get some experience. How is your approach to the portal? The portal is in relatively new, and you know it, it's tricky because we're going to commit most of our student-athletes in their junior year. So you have to make a decision on the front end. If you have you know, four spots available, are you going to hold a spot or two to then be able to use the portal? And that's kind of where we're migrating to. It hasn't been going on long enough for us to get to that point. Right now, most of the portal activity – for gymnastics is the fifth year COVID year. So a lot of these student athletes want their fifth year and, you know, you've already allocated scholarships. So these athletes have to make a choice um, on that. And so I've seen some of that. So my, my philosophy on the portal is we check it, we look at it at the same time, we recruit really great people. And uh, it's, it's a joy to be able to recruit them, have them signed, sealed and delivered. And then I think that over time we're going to see more, uh, how that's going to impact us, if that's a fair answer. <laughs> Dana, not counting anyone in gymnastics or anyone associated with the University of Alabama, who is a coach that has influenced you, uh, whether it's someone like a Pat Summit or it, it, it's sort of anyone, uh, male or female, that uh, when you look back on your career, um, that has uh, had an impact on your philosophy on how you conduct your affairs? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, I've been blessed to have a predecessor in, in Sarah Patterson, so I'd have to start there with just uh, building a program, tradition, excellence, um, all those things. And then I feel like when I every time I think about Pat Summit, I think about that quote that, you know, if you don't market your program as much as you recruit, uh, may your athletes compete in front of no one. And so I think that she was a trailblazer with packing that arena. And that's been a struggle when the SEC Network came on and all of them meet their lives and, and televised, right? Um, so I would look at that. I also – put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. I mean, <laughs> there are some legendary coaches that really, really put the, the – athlete first the students the person first and and coach with a lot of heart and, and and them as people and i think that's kind of always been my you know love first coach second and you know make sure that they feel supported and heard and and listened to so that's a, a big philosophy and i've just seen that kind of play out in general with a lot of female head coaches dana i'm fascinated how programs use social media uh, how much do you use it? Do you do it yourself? How many platforms are you on? And I know that I was able to follow Alabama Gymnastics when y'all were on the road in the regionals and then the finals uh, because you've got somebody doing it there. So um, that's a huge percentage of what you do now, isn't it? 
it's crucial. I mean, social media is recruiting. Social media is developing the brand for the program. And then, of course, you add the opportunity for the athletes to develop their brand. And it's a, a continuation and extension of the Alabama gymnastics brand on top of the University of Alabama brand where legends are made. And so for me, social media is a way to share our story. It's definitely a pictorial uh, narrative, and it is, it's showing the class. Showing the uh, resilience, it's showing the athleticism, but it's also showing that this is a team of young women having fun and unity. You get to show the academic side. It really has opened up everything. As far as the number of platforms we are on, of course, the most common are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, we don't have an Alabama Gymnastics TikTok. We've talked back and forth of what that's going to look like. But it's another platform to manage, and it's a lot. So we kind of focus on those three and have had great success. And engagement. The key is, is, you know, of course, with social media is engagement. And it's amazing how well our videos do. Because sometimes we'll have this cool graphic, and I'm like, oh, it's going to get great engagement. And it's like, not very good. All right, so personal questions. All right, let's go. We, we don't haven't done this with you yet, so we're going to ask him some, not not too personal, but just some rapid fire. What is your favorite song all time, or what 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 do you like listening to right now? Ooh, I'm just a huge Lauren Daigle fan. Like anything, "Look Up Child" is probably my go-to song. I think Lauren Daigle's amazing. I love Adele, but I'm also a Bon Jovi fan. I also like Poison. I'm all over the place, really. I like even some Metallica. Yeah, po- so. Poison's coming to Birmingham soon. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I saw the concert. It was yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Favorite movie all time? Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. Ah, it's a great movie. Huh? Great movie. Netflix series you're watching that you like or one that you've watched? Oh, my goodness. There's too many. Oh, I <laughs> am watching. Um, oh, my goodness. I just went blank. Discovering Anna. Is that what it's called? Discovering Anna. Oh, yeah. no, Ted Lasso. Duh. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is great. Apple. Oh, my gosh. That, that is so good. That's Apple. Yeah. That's how, yeah. That, yeah. That, but that, that's really how a coach should be, right? I mean, he, he like, oh you my talk goodness. about the loving, the caring, and just, but but he has no idea what he's doing because he comes from football and now he's coaching soccer. I, lo- I love that that series. All right, final one. It's, uh, it's fun. yeah. the, the food of cho- Food of choice. Like, what type of food do you love? I would say my favorite food, uh, Mexican. I could eat Mexican three times a week, four times. I could probably eat Mexican every day. It's so good. Yeah. It is so good. You want to know hey, a little secret? Great to talk to you. Tell me a secret. I'll tell you a quick secret. There is a bowl at a restaurant called El Gran Patron locally that's called the Coach Dana Bowl. And it's because I went in there and custom older ordered this bowl so many times. They finally said it's surprising when they changed the menu and they put my name on there. So there's a Coach Dana Bowl at El Gran. It's so good. <laughs> That's when you know you've arrived. And, yeah. You really, have, no you have a, a dish named after last, you. Last time I went to a place that where there was a uh, um, uh, a bull outside, it was called Angelo's down in Panama City. And for uh-huh. some reason, I thought it was a cow. So my dad was taking uh, pictures. Uh, and I thought I'd milk the cow. I didn't realize it was a oh. bull. <laughs> so giving you a, a, a secret on my, my end. Wow, yeah, that's a little TMI. Still, milk, well, you milk the uh, bull. Still got, still got the picture. 
<laughs> Still got the picture. Uh, Hopefully you don't well, get the you guys, picture. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> thanks, Dana, Dana. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Dana Duckworth joining us. Alabama Gymnastics. Roll Tide. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Isn't that Discovering Anna the one that uh, Peyton Manning did that parody on it was just hysterical? Okay. It's the girl from so uh, Paris. Is she in Paris or something like that? She's from the. She, she played in Ozark. Okay. And now it's. Uh, I, I think that's the right one. I think it is, right? Yep. She played in Ozark. So it's the uh, blonde head, you know, chick, country girl. And she's pretending to be like she's this rich kind of heiress. Uh, and she lives in the penthouse of this hotel. And she, everybody thinks that she's got so much money, you kind of find out that she's a fraud. So I just told you everything. You got to watch it now on Netflix. All right, we'll be back. Dana Duckworth, thank you so much. And uh, coming up next at 1 o'clock, we got Brittany Wagner. Last chance you will look forward to that. And guess what, Josh? As you're looking, Brittany brought you a book signed to Josh Smith. So I got that for you. All right, he's over there giving claps back in the studio at Crawford. All right, we'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling hot afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 93. Sky clear tonight, the low at 70. Tomorrow and Friday, the hottest weather so far this year. Good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Uh, we got to play a little short game right here as far as our segment. Uh, we ain't got much time. We got Brittany coming up on the other side. Look forward to that. Last chance, you. And uh, also, Josh Smith told me to tell you. Thank you, Brittany. Appreciate that. He was excited to get a signed autographed uh, book. So uh, look forward to that. All right. Uh, a lot to get into on the other side uh, with Brittany. And again, our Wow Women on Wednesdays. Dana was great. And uh, talking to her and hearing all the things she had to say about their gymnastics team. Also, Roger Hoover with us earlier. And Jonathan Hutton, who I thought had a lot of great things to say early on, Lars, about uh, kind of the state of the SEC, where Tennessee's at, Georgia right now, kind of sitting at the top after the 15 drafted and national champions. I mean, you got to put them there for right now. They're they're at the, at the top. Now can they stay there? That's been always the key for teams. Can they, uh, once they ascend to the top of the mountain, can they stay and be consistent? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, going to be the most compelling storyline. I mean, it's everybody, uh, here we are, you know, uh, just, what, three months away from, from kickoff uh, for the op- season opener, and we pretty much can pencil Georgia and Alabama into the SEC championship game, and uh, it already looks like that's the collision course. Or Mississippi State, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to Got a Mississippi include State those in, in the studio I'll here. Th- I'll throw oh. a mic on there. Yeah. Did y'all see the Notre Dame-Ohio State game uh, slated for the third? That will be the site in Columbus for game day, college game day. Oh, wow. Seems like everybody's always curious as to mm-hmm. who gets selected. But also that very same night, and I knew this, but when I read it, I got kind of excited all over again. Um, Georgia-Oregon, mm-hmm. that game. Is uh, the first Saturday. That's that's an intriguing it's, game. Well, you think of Bo Nix, for instance, yeah, playing Georgia, who he's familiar with in some ways. So, um, I don't know if that's good for him or bad for him. 
That uh, defense. Well, that defense yeah. is minus a bunch yeah, of them. So I'd much rather face that's them right. this year than last year. That's true. Also, about it. all right, quote that's kind of a dig at uh, our resident Tom Brady lover. Fan, I guess who, I should who is say. that? Uh, that would be the one and only Lars Anderson. <laughs> Dan Levitard, who I'm not the biggest fan in the world. Did you read this quote from him? No. On Brady's new deal with Fox. Okay. They just gave $375 million to somebody who's never said anything interesting. <laughs> Come on. Levitard is very clever. And I, yeah. Levitard, that is clever. Le, yeah. Levitard it's, is a very good writer as well. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, I he, he, was, but right there, he's he, just being a Levitard. Yeah. He is. <laughs> I, love, I, mean, I, I like his dad in there just quipping yeah. in and saying oh, goofy lo- stuff all I the love, time. That's special. Uh, I love that. I but, love that. uh,. But, you know, you think about it, there's a little truth in that. There's a lot of truth right. in that. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank there is. Yeah. And I'm the Tom Brady <laughs> he's lover. Gonna Don't be, ever say he's gonna be a, Oh, yeah, you yeah, are? Yeah, you're yeah, the big Brady guy. Yeah. No, he's Tom Brady's going to be Jason Witten. We'll never, no, he will he, not He is be going Jason. to be Jason Witten. I, I lean towards your direct. Of course, that man think, crush over there is not going to say anything bad. You be critical? No. Say anything controversial is going to hurt. He will the be brand. no Johnny Miller of the football. Can't hurt I used TV, to love Johnny can't hurt Miller. TV Twelve. Oh. All right, uh, coming up Damage. next, Brittany Wagner, Last Chance You, her book, and a lot of you had a chance to watch the Netflix original series, Last Chance You, as well. So uh, we'll be visiting with her coming up on hour number two. Stay with us. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down at Tuscaloosa and they came over. And, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids go into that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community but, more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz. Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. 
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in, hour number two, and uh, don't forget we're presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today; you'll absolutely love it. We caught the bowling of this generation, and with the coworkers, family, or friends, uh, just a ton of fun. And a lot of birthday parties are done out there. They do a lot of charitable events to raise a ton of money. And for a lot of you going out to USFL games, uh, it's a great place to tailgate before and after, right there at uh, right there by Protected Stadium, Top Golf of Birmingham. Driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see. Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. All right, we got Lars Anderson, we got Matt Coulter, and now Brittany Wagner in studio with us. And uh, she is Next Chance You from Last Chance You and uh, the series on Netflix that um, at one time, I mean, it was bigger than Stranger Things. It was bigger than all these other shows that were coming up on Netflix. And now there's been a number a number of other series that have come off of Last Chance You. But her book is Next Chance You, so I'm going to Throw that up right there if you can grab that. Uh, for a lot of you, I don't know if Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, Josh can see that. Yeah, there we go. Next chance, you. That's the book. But uh, first of all, great to have you in. How are Thanks. you? Thanks. I'm good, Josh. Good. That's your copy. It's signed and autographed just for you. All right. Good so stuff. make sure you get it. We had dinner <laughs> the other night, and uh, Josh, for the first time, had a chance to meet you. I think Matt, for the first time, had a chance to meet you at, at Fleming's as well, and uh, talking about. Getting involved in the show, and we do our women on Wednesdays, wow, and really talk about women's sports. And, uh, and you, you played sports, but also were very much involved in whether it was, was it Mississippi State? Um, yes. What was the other one? Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. Yeah. And then East Mississippi. East yeah. Mississippi, yeah. Talk for, for our audience who ha- didn't hear the last time that we had you on, just kind of tell talk to them about your role and how all this came about with Last Chance You on Netflix uh, and just kind of your story. Yeah, so we I was working at East Mississippi. I'd been there for six years, and then we got the kind of famous Chad Kelly, maybe famous for all the wrong reasons, but, um, you know, just had national attention, obviously because his uncle was Jim Kelly, but also because he kind of famously cussed out Dabo Sweeney in the spring game on TV. And so all of a sudden, he was at our place, and we got a little bit more of national attention, and so... GQ Magazine decided to do a feature story. They thought, I guess, being in New York and L.A., that it was super interesting that this tiny little town in the middle of Mississippi was producing all these Division One caliber athletes. So they sent a, a writer to us and did this feature story on our program. And then Netflix, at the time, was just produce, putting out syndicated shows. But they had just released Making of a Murderer, which was a huge success. And so they thought, okay this is where we can make some money. And so they decided they were going to start doing some original series and they bought the rights to our story. And then, um, it happened really fast. Like they bought the rights to our story in March and we were filming like by June. 
So it was wow. super quick. Didn't have a whole lot of time to think about it, which is probably good because if I had thought about it, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And here we are. And so Matt was on Talladega Nights. Matt talks about his royalty checks. Tell everybody yeah. about your royalty yeah. checks. Yeah, my royalty checks are zero. Yeah. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Zero dot zero zero, which is nuts. It, it's nuts because when I think about all the extra work and like, you know, when you're filming a show, I mean, there's a lot of extra work. It's like all those scenes where it's just me and the camera. I mean, that is a lot of time where they have to come in and set up in your office and, mm-hmm. and then you have to sit there and you're doing the interviews for hours on end. That's hours on end that I would normally have been doing my job. And so then you have to take all that stuff home. You still have to figure out how to do your job. And we got compensated nothing. And now there's like seven seasons and they've made all this money off of it. And we started it and we still get nothing. Yeah. And you can't lawyer up and do anything about it? No, I tried. I tried to lawyer up um, before we, uh, before I filmed season two, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, yes, I will film season two. However, you're going to pay me because at this point the show is a huge success and everybody was making money off of it. And I'm like, uh, Yeah. Did anybody so make money tried. off, like coaches, anybody? No. So they paid the school. The, this is what they do. Their okay. policy is that they don't pay documentary subjects because it changes the story, which is dumb, but whatever. And so, <laughs> but they Sounds pay, like a bunch of Hollywood pay, BS to me. Exactly. <laughs> but they pay the school a location fee. Yeah. So they paid the school, like, even what they paid the school was like 50 grand. I mean, it was nothing for what we all kind of had to do, but they paid the school for the location fee. And then, then said, basically when, when I loggered up, basically they said, well, the school could have opted to pay you and they didn't. And I'm like, well, of course they didn't. I mean, mm-hmm. they don't pay me enough as it is. They're not going to pay me <laughs> the extra, extra money. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's another reason why I left. I mean, people were like, why did you leave? You, they would, you would still be filming it if you'd stayed. Because I wasn't making a dime, and yeah. I, I could see myself still sitting there, still struggling, and still making other people money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I will take the platform, I'll use the platform, and I'll work my butt off, which I'm good at, and I'll earn my own money. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I won't need them. So that's what I've done. Did uh, you eventually get used to the cameras following you around, or was it always just uh you were cognizant that they were in the room. You're cognizant. Now, what happens, though, so I don't know why I was smart enough to request this. It was something bigger than me. But I was smart enough to request to have the same crew mm. every day, all day, for mm-hmm. two years. And so you get used to the people behind the apparatus. Like, I had the same camera guy for two years. So I got used to to Luke. Yeah. <laughs> and so you you don't forget the camera's there, but you start talking to Luke instead of the camera. And then, you know, you open up a little bit more because you're, um, you know, I'd be looking at Luke and Luke was a friend of mine by the time we got done filming. And so I would start to get more comfortable with the people in the room. I don't know that you ever forget. It's really hard to forget when you have wires taped to your skin. Yeah. You don't really forget that. Like when you have to announce that you've got to go to the restroom, Mm -hmm. you don't really forget. When, and and the mic is on when yeah. you go to the bathroom. That's why I would and, announce yeah. it. I would be like, "Can y'all please take turn my mic off? I have to go to the bathroom." Yeah. And, and they would, in my ear, be like, "Okay." You know, I'm like, "This is so weird." How about if you needed to have a private conversation with one of the players? They were super respectful of that. Like, well, and two, there were players that didn't sign the release. Like, there were players on our team that were like, "I don't want to do the show," and so they had to respect that. So when those players would come in, if they didn't want it filmed, I mean, they would turn the cameras off. Um, or if I was having like a private 
but like there were times where I would have like personal phone calls. I mean, you know, and like, you don't want your, I didn't want my personal life strung out all over TV. And so I would just say like, Hey guys, I'm going to go outside and take this call. Can y'all, can y'all please turn my mic off? Um, but sometimes when it was like super personal and I didn't quite trust everybody, I would get in my car and just drive because I knew that there was a certain distance, distance yeah. where nothing would work <laughs> yeah. anymore. And so I right. would just get in my car and drive off, yeah. you know, scuba. I mean, I had forever dirt roads. <laughs> so I would just drive off in order to have privacy because I just didn't know, you know, especially yeah. season one. I, did, I didn't know if, if they could be trusted or not. So, yeah. Smart lady. <laughs> well, again, I have no idea how I knew these things. It's just weird. It was like something just would tell me, like, you should not trust mm. everyone completely. <laughs> can't believe you didn't. they didn't have to get you under SAG after contracts. I guess they all went under this guise this, yeah. you know, of it being a documentary. Yeah. Well, I promise you they pay people in documentaries. Well, I think you know that too, Mark. You produced them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know how they get away with it, and they may not get away with it anymore. Um, but I guess us being the first, you know, the first original series that they produced, they probably got away with a lot more than they do now. I don't know. Crazy. And when did you decide to write the book? Um, people kept asking me, you know, I went through the process a couple times and people kept saying like, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I'm like, I can't write a book. I don't know how to do that. I'm not that smart. And then, um, I finally just kind of, I didn't want to write a book about me necessarily. I kind of thought that would be boring. I didn't want to write like a biography or whatever. I wanted to write something that would help other people. And so when I finally got the right, like people on my team to support that kind of book. Cause people wanted me to write this tell all and like ju- give all the juice of mm-hmm. college football and talk about coaches and tell all these stories of cheating or whatever. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. That's the next book. <laughs> yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe one day I'll be brave enough. I wasn't at the time. And so I just decided, so when I got the right people on board, then, you know, I decided to do it. But interestingly enough, I, my agent and I went to New York. We had all these meetings set up to pitch, you know, the proposal. And I get there and I have one meeting and I go back to my hotel room and the, the governor or the mayor of New York City shuts New York down for COVID mm. that day. It was like the mandatory evacuation, like the mm-hmm. mandatory stay at home order the day that I was there. And I had, so all my meetings got canceled. I'm like sitting in my hotel room by myself in New York City trying to figure out how the heck I'm even going to get out of that city because everybody was trying to get out. So you, I couldn't get a flight. I couldn't change. It was a complete disaster. Yeah. How did you get out? I um, have this little friend called Michael Strahan. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I ended up going to the, the airport at 4 a.m. and walked in and ironically enough the delta agent was from birmingham mm. so weird and the minute i walked up he knew exactly who i was and i was like dude please like for the love of all things holy get me out of here <laughs> i was terrified because you I mean we didn't know right like yeah. it was day the one. great plague yeah. had broken out in new york I'm like, city i'm yeah. not <laughs> gonna get stuck in new york city and that that great amazing man got me on a 6 a.m flight first class nonetheless that's awesome. It that was is. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember his name. Was everybody masked up? I'm just curious. At that time, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm in my, I'm in the car headed to the airport and there's a dude in a hazmat suit, like spraying down the sides of the buildings in New York City. 
yeah. with like disinfectant, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which they should probably do that anyway in New York City. Like probably shouldn't have taken COVID. <laughs> it shouldn't have taken COVID to make that happen. Right. Buildings. But anyway. They yeah. made a lot of money doing scary. that. <laughs> I'm sure. Throughout that entire time. I, they should do that in New Orleans, actually. Yeah. That, you know? Especially after Mardi Gras, exactly. all that. Yeah. So, um, but you moved to Birmingham mm-hmm. and your the story is you moved for the airport. Yeah. Because easy travel. <laughs> yeah. That's why you need the Birmingham Airport Delta person. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. was driving here every week anyway because I was flying out for speaking engagements and living in Meridian, Mississippi. There's there's an airport there, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. And so I was driving over here to fly out every week. And finally one day it just kind of hit me like, why, why do I still live in Meridian? I have zero reason to live here. I have zero connection to this place. Um and so I went home and I, I asked my daughter, she was in the, the fourth grade at the time, I think. I said, hey, Kennedy, what do you think about moving? And she's like, okay, where? I'm like, I don't know, Birmingham? And, of course, you know, she gets on her computer, like on her laptop and, like, mm-hmm. Googles it. And the first thing that pops up is the zoo. Oh. She's like, Mom, let's go. Yeah, I'm in. Let's, yeah. let's move. So we did. That's it. <laughs> All right, more with uh, Brittany coming up uh, on the other side. Last Chance You, but her book is Next Chance You. We'll talk more about that and uh, other things surrounding women's sports and her life right here on this Wednesday edition. Wow. Women on Wednesday. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to the Jay Barker show live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling hot afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 93. Sky clear tonight, the low at 70. Tomorrow and Friday, the hottest weather so far this year. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, as we continue with Brittany Wagner from Last Chance You and Next Chance You is her book out. And if you haven't gotten it, where can they find it? Uh, at Amazon, um, online. You can get the Audible version and you can listen to me read it to you. Really? I know. Probably put you to take? sleep. But <laughs> that took, I recorded it here in Birmingham, actually. I wanted to do it locally. So did it at a studio right here in Homewood. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep, yep. They were great. Mm-hmm. Love them. Um I did it for four hours a day, four days in a row. Oh, wow. It was brutal. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. But you got it done. I got it done. Yeah. But they can't, like, I I started on, like, page one, and it took me, like, an hour to do one page because they kept stopping me (laughs) and saying, like, slow down. Slow down your pace. Enunciate that word, or you're talking too Southern. It was, like, people from New York, you know, in my ear. And they were like, we can't understand you. You're too Southern. I'm like, well, but I am. (laughs) So I don't really know what you want me to do about right. that. This is me. <laughs> You're going to have know? to get over it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um, I, I don't want to say your favorite 
person, but some of your favorite guys that you had a chance to work with? Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, favorite guys? I don't know where this is going. Well, you know, <laughs> players that you okay. had a chance yes. to, to cancel with, counsel with, yeah. and had a chance to like spend time with or whatever. Because I know you still have strong relationships, and you actually do a dinner yeah. with about 10 of those guys that are playing in the USFL every week to invite them to your house. Yeah, we have Monday night family dinner. That's great. That's so John that. Franklin, um, he's on the Tampa Bay team. DeAndre Johnson is on the New Jersey Generals team. Um, Avery Genesee is on Houston's team. And then they bring, like, their friends. So now I've, like, adopted Rashard <laughs> Davis, number 81, for Tampa Bay. He's, like, my new my new um, favorite person. And then Michael Scott, 55. Anyway, so they bring friends, and they all come over, and, like, we have dinner, and it's really fun. They have to drop the phones. Yeah, I, I, we joke about that, like yeah. making them drop the phones. and But, you know, they're, they're at that age where, like, they don't want their phone either, you know? Yeah. Like, they enjoy an hour with no phone. So it's been really fun to see them. I mean, because before the USFL, like, I had not seen – gosh, I hadn't seen Avery. I mean, Avery played for us in, like, 2014 maybe, mm-hmm. and I probably haven't seen him since then. And so, like, wow. the minute I realized all those guys were going to be in Birmingham. There's a pick. Yeah, big, there's big. a pick. And that's yep. Coach Davern Williams from the show. He's now at UAB. Um, so, anyway, it's been fun to have them back. And, um, you know, like, John's family comes to the games, and so I get to see his mom. And it's just fun mm-hmm. to have them around. Um, yeah, those are some of my favorites. Um you know, there's a ton of people that weren't on the show, like Quentin Dial, mm-hmm. who was D-line at Alabama. Um, I mean, he was like my son for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to babysit Kennedy. When she, really? Yes. Oh, wow. So when Kennedy was a baby, I lived on campus in scuba, like on cam- in campus housing. And Quentin um, would, I, when if I had to do nighttime meetings or things um, with the school at night, like have academic meetings, Quentin would walk up to the house and babysit Kennedy. And she oh, wow. thought that he was her brother. Like, she, for the longest time, didn't understand that they weren't, like, brother and sister. She just loved, she called him Big Q. She loved him. So, he was one of my favorites. Zadaria Smith, who um, just got traded. I keep say, wanting to say Green Bay, but he just got traded to, oh, I don't know, Minnesota, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, he, he got traded. Um, he was one of my favorites. He's from right here, Greenville, Alabama. Um of course, John, Ronald Ollie, everybody knows that, that he's one of my favorites. Um, and then Chauncey Rivers from season two of the show. Is, we were super close um, as well. He's with Baltimore um, now. Danico Autry, who's with the Titans, he was super close with me. So there's a ton of them that um, th- this is my favorite clip of the entire show, Josh. With J- James Davis trying to get his <laughs> pads on. Y'all, I lose it every time yeah. I watch that clip. It is so funny. Because they make him so tight. And so, he could not yeah. get it on. And I'm like, dude, how many times have you done that? And you can't get that on. <laughs> he played at UAB, by the way. Mm-hmm. James did. Um, anyway, yeah. Well, they, they, they uh, tape him. See, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so they tape him to the jerk, like with the, the two-way tape. Oh. So they tape where it's tight. I think they taped his a little too tight. Exactly. Like, look at that. Yeah. He cannot even get his arm through that hole. And they do it so that the, the defensive <laughs> lineman or offensive lineman can't grab the jersey. Oh. And so you have nothing to grab. Well. That's why they do it. All right. Um, <laughs> That's brutal. Talk about, because I know Alabama fans listening throughout the state and all that, because we've talked about this, how many guys went to Alabama after they came through you? And yeah. There's, I and, and there's uh, a couple we can't, I know that... Yeah. yeah, there's some we can't I, yeah. we can't mention, but okay. um, there's a few that um, went through. Quentin Dial was one. Um, DJ Petway, who you know was with Alabama twice, <laughs> was with you guys, and then got kicked off. And then um, 
he was kind of the only one of that group of four that got in trouble that Saban really wanted to save. And so he sent him to East Mississippi with a list. I remember getting the list of like, these are the things that DJ's got to accomplish and got to do in order for Alabama to take him back. And so we got him back. Jaron Reed, um, who's also um, one of my favorites. He's a character. He just got traded too. All my guys got traded this year, but he was with the Seahawks for a long time. Um, So he was an Alabama guy. Who else? Um, See, I'm forgetting. But there was like the entire D-line for a very long time. And Freddie Roach, who's one of the coaches there, you know, he was our D-line coach for our first national championship. So we won the first national championship in 2011. And Freddie was our D-line coach for that, Natty. So, yeah. Did you get your ring? I have bunches of rings. No, did you get your ring from Alabama? No, I feel like they got lost in the mail. They're somewhere. It's somewhere? <laughs> They're somewhere. They just haven't made it you yet. You pretty much fielded a defensive line for, I did, for a, lot uh, of a lot of years for a number of national championships in Alabama. Yeah. But I was also, I also fielded the two quarterbacks at Ole Miss that beat Alabama. So Bo Wallace was mine and Chad Kelly. And so those two quarterbacks speed Alabama. So maybe that's why I haven't gotten the rings. <laughs> Balances out. So, so Brittany, what, what actually would your role be? Like for those who didn't see the series on Netflix, yeah. just explain like how you helped uplift uh, these players. Yeah. So, I mean, the title is Athletic Academic Counselor. So you're, you know, you're really working with these guys on their academic issues. And honestly, some of them don't have academic issues. Like John Franklin wasn't an academic guy. Um, Chad Kelly, surprisingly enough, was not an academic guy. Like he, he was smart and had the grades and wasn't an academic issue. But the problem is that what most people don't realize, you know, with, with, with athletes is there's so much going on in their lives. I mean, there's so much pressure. And then there's just so much discipline and structure that the first thing that's going to start to waver is usually academics. Like the first time there's a stressful situation, th- there's going to be less focus in the classroom. The first time there's that losing, that bad game or that losing season, the, you know, there's going to be less focus in the classroom. And so what ends up happening I have a saying, I always say academic issues are never about academics. They're always about something socially or emotionally that's going on with the student. So what happens is it starts with academics and it ends with just like a counselor, like just (laughs) helping navigate life um, and, and whatever they need at the moment. And, you know, and some of the guys honestly came to us and they were homeless or, you know, just had, had like Ronald Ollie's parents had been killed when he was five. And so he had zero wow. parental support. So, I mean, he's, you, you really kind of become mom and, you know, you become that person that's teaching these men or these women. I also had female athletes teaching them how to navigate life, like things that your parents taught you, you know, I was teaching them how to balance a checkbook or I can remember, when we played in the 2011 national championship, we were playing in Yuma, Arizona. And so we flew, we had a plane. And so we were, we were collecting IDs, driver's license from all the players in order to buy the plane tickets. And unbeknownst to any of us, half of our team didn't even have a, a government issued ID. Mm. They'd never gotten a driver's license. Wow. You know, here they are 18, 19 years old and like have zero identification and so you know who's driving them to the dmv and helping them study for the driving test you know me i mean (laughs) that so Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what you just start you start doing is you just start helping them you know navigate life and it's not their i mean for most of us not their fault no some choose to be a certain way but most most come out of an environment or situations that are tough I say we're a product of our experiences, all of us. And so when those experiences start to shape you, you start to get, 
you know, jaded or you're, or you just don't have the, like Ronald Ollie, for instance, I can remember asking him like, Ronald, you know, like beyond football, like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And he looked at me dead in the eye and said, he have, he said, I don't have no idea. I haven't seen enough. Yeah. I haven't seen enough to know <laughs> like mm-hmm. what I can do with the rest of my life because he was from Shibuta, Mississippi, and he had never been out of that town. Where is Shibuta, Mississippi? Shibuta. It's, it's near Scuba. Um, it's in between like Scuba and Laurel. Okay. South. Yeah. Southern part of Mississippi. It's tiny. Yeah. There's a lot of little tiny, you know. Yeah, in Mississippi? Yeah. I mean, Jackson's the biggest and what is it, 200,000 people? And then the rest of them, or what is it, Kashuba? Shibuta. 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 I like that. I long to live in Shibuta, Mississippi. <laughs> There's also Sugarlock. See, I always thought Sugarlock. Yeah. That's a cool name. Sugar. Where are you from, Sugarlock? Right, which, name, which name did I mess up last week? You messed up. Yeah. I got to call you out for this. Okay. Okay. I was almost, I was like, I'm driving over there. Like, I got to go in and correct this whole story. The day you did the Brett Favre debacle with the state of Mississippi, which that is just a holy moly. That's a word I can't say on the air. But, (laughs) no, you were talking about the wrestling family, and I don't remember what you called them, but it was not correct. DiBiase. Like, how do you not know Ted DiBiase, it the million-dollar man? Was it you? <laughs> it was not me. Was That's Jay. when they did the movie. It was Matt. No. It was Matt. Yeah, yeah. It was Jack. Scapegoat in the corner. It was me. It's Ted yes. DiBiase, the million-dollar man, and his son, Teddy, and his he has Brett, Teddy, and Michael. So they're from, they're from Clinton. They're from my hometown. So they're from Poison. Grew up with them. <laughs> I actually put... They're from Poison. I actually wore the championship belt one day in high yeah. school. I was at the DiBiase's house, and I went and got Ted's Mr. Ted's belt and put it on. Yeah, but now they're all in trouble. They're, on trouble. <laughs> they're in trouble. They're in, well, they're involved uh, yeah, in that whole, whole deal. lawsuit uh, with Brett. Yeah, he... Not good. I that mean, is ugly. How do you steal from... I mean, come on. They stole from, like, the welfare system. How do you do that? Uh, there's <laughs> probably a number of people could have I mean, on, this, on this radio show that would know how to do not that. not okay, though. Like, steal it's from not. other things, but yeah. don't steal from the welfare system. How about just right. not Come steal on. at all? Agreed. Right. But, I mean, uh. if you're gonna, don't take from that entity. Steal from, uh, right. Do the Robin Hood method and yeah. steal from the rich. Yeah. Okay. I would rather that. Yeah. Just go to Washington, D.C. You'll, you'll find a bunch. Inter- interview everybody up there. See, I don't even want to know. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, continue more on this and uh, some great picks. We'll continue to show you. If you're watching this live on Bama Insider, you'll see some of the picks from Last Chance You, Brittany, and a lot of the characters from that. I know still mean a lot to her, her life, and the impact that she made on their lives. Unbelievable. There she is. Skipping, Skipping down the hall. I've never looked so good on Bama Insider either because Brittany I know, is... I know. This uh, green light y'all have uh, given my, me. My name is under your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your screen. Oh, really? I am Lars today, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, because he wrote his name on his... Because he wrote his name on the sheet of paper like he was going to forget who yes, he was. I always forget where I, I sit, so I know. So <laughs> I'm going to switch it, switch it to another space. Right. Tomorrow when you come oh, in, you'll be, be lost. He's so, <laughs> so confused. He'll just walk around for hours. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continued training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O.
All right, as Lars tries to find a seat in the studio. He's lost. <laughs> He's not lost. <laughs> You're, what, you need a name tag? There it is there right it there. Is. It's it is. over here on my side. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Brittany Wagner in studio with us, and her book is Next Chance You. So I'm going to put it up again right here in front of me. If uh, Josh wants to slide over to that, I can uh, show you the, the book itself if you're there on Bama Insider, and then uh, also uh, go get it. And uh, you name it, all, name it again. Are you having a rough time? My hair is not. <laughs> these headphones are not good. for. Speaking of women in like, sports, I need yeah. a different headset. <laughs> I can't get my hair right. All right, okay. there's the book. That's to Josh, and uh, yes. so we'll make sure we get that to him. How can they get it? Uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books Million, any any book place. You can also download the Audible on any recorded books site and listen to me read it in this voice. I was about to say you went Just right. What, what was your writing process know. like? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, it was it was hard. Um, so I, w- I did not have a ghostwriter. I wrote it myself, but I had an, an editor. I had two editors. So, like, we had a schedule. We had a pretty quick deadline. It wasn't, I didn't get the typical, like, year that most authors, year, two years that most authors get. So we had a schedule. So, like, I would write a chapter and then send it in. And while they were editing that chapter, I would write another chapter. And um, Who's your, uh, yeah. Wh- who's your publisher? My publisher is HCI. They're a subsidiary of... Simon and Schuster. They're out of Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah. It's a good house. Yeah. It's a good house to be with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so all you can really ask. Did we have the other night? We did. We did. Yeah. yeah. All, you, all, y'all, y'all have like a lot of connections to your yeah. like agents. Oh, and, we have the same agent. Yeah. yeah which yeah. is not literary agent, but entertainment yeah, agent. Yeah. Entertainment agent. Yeah. I'm sure he's listening because he's so into both of us. <laughs> he's, he's, he's listening. Oh. He's listening. He's listening out from his office in L.A. Right. Yeah. He's so concerned. I feel like you know maybe he's dealing with Gabrielle Union or something. I don't know. Not yeah. us. No, Tom's a good guy. He's also Gabrielle Union's agent. Oh wow. Uh, he's Which hey her Tom. On. I know. Right. Tom represents. Jay throwing me under the bus. He's like, oh wait, maybe you could get her on the show. Last chance, Gabrielle. Forget you. <laughs> So, no. so you would okay. So you would write a first draft, yeah, and then uh, your editor would take a look at it and give it an edit. And Red then market. Come, come, come back to you, and Red you can either you can either like, like you can either like appro- you could either approve changes or yeah. or uh, suggest something else, and then it's just kind of this back and forth. Yeah, like the first draft, you know, it was it was. I mean, there were times where it was a big red X, and it would be like, hey, I get the red X's over. all the time. Trust me, yeah. this is terrible. No, you know, and then it would be like, okay, what about your writing, uh, Lars? <laughs> <laughs> you get the red X. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I mean there were several <laughs> stages of editing. Like and then it you know, it kind of would go back and forth and then I would get it would get to that point where I would always get like cuz there's you know, some emotion in this and so she would be like I need more. I need what were you feeling? You know. Show don't tell. Quit quit being yes. so like surface level, Brittany. Dive in. I'm like ugh. Bleh. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. You got to you got to explore your emotions. <laughs> I can Readers can them. feel that. I Readers know. can feel that. I'm not very good at that. Just saying. Through transparency. <laughs> Life in general or in the book? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Put up the boxing picture again. Put up the boxing Both. picture. That'll this is you. what I do to yeah. get out so, my so the Battle um, Republic. staff. Is, do you yeah. still do I, that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just did it this morning right before it's I came teaches. here. I coach at Battle Republic. Two locations in Birmingham. One's right here in Homewood. I said teaches. He coaches. Yeah, there's in seven. I coach. Yeah, but I also do it like as a workout because it's an amazing 
physical workout, but for me, it's it's mental therapy. Like I had never hit anything in my life, and so to other than a tennis ball, I guess maybe. But so to like get on a bag and punch a bag, I, it was just like some kind of ridiculous release that came out of me the first time I did it. So I I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. That's like Everyone you, you should, should come do. Try. You should like do the audible part of your book after you do the workout. Oh my god, I wouldn't be able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to breathe. We should do like battle with Brittany. How long did it take you? <laughs> Everyone to, come box. With how long did it take you to do the audible for the book? The or the, or the, the record uh, the, it. The, the, yeah, record it. Yeah, so it was four hours a day for three days in a row. Oh, is four days. Or four days in a row. Yeah, the fourth yeah. day was like not a full four hours but it was three days in a row four hours at a time and then that fourth day we we had like i don't know a couple hours and then i had to go back a couple months later to do like you know how they pull like you mispronounced yeah. this word or you need this didn't have enough emotion of course yeah and so i had to i back. just uh did uh one chapter for one book and it took just forever it took like four three days right like yeah. maybe a total of six for hours chapter? for a chapter because I'm not very good at it. And ever since then, we've just always hired professional actors, people, like voice yeah. people. There's yeah. people that do that for a living. Yeah. You can make a lot of money well, if you're good at it. it's interesting. So I got the contract because you have to get like a con- – you don't just get to have an audible when you write a book, which I didn't know that either. But so I got the contract for the audible, and then they made me try out. Mm. They were like, it's not a given that the author gets – You had to audition for your own book? <laughs> yes. I had to audition wow. for my own book. I was like, what? Somebody else is going to read my book? That's not – Fair. but i had an audition they thankfully i passed the test I, yeah the test. It's all, I, yeah i mean i think a book like this is it is better in your voice because you know what to sort of emphasize Most what definitely. to enunciate and yeah you know well, you can really inject more emotion yeah. into it when it comes right from you since it's your yeah your words it was the first time i had like read it out loud so there were some moments where i had to like take a minute you know where i'd be like okay can I take a break? <laughs> like I, I need, I need to walk around outside for a minute, and I'd have to come back and like get myself together, and yeah, because I had not really like read it out loud like that, and and so and the the guys at Batwell were amazing, so he he, you know, they would let me do whatever I needed to do, but and it's what's not been easy. the sort of the most positive at, or reaction that you've gotten from the book? Uh, like when you're out and doing signings or, or whatever, but what is there a moment that sticks out to you? It's, I think it's just like people that there's been a lot of women that have read it that have like emailed me and said, I like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know, like this story or that story or to read that part. I like, I've gone through that exact thing. And like, so to read that and read your reaction or read what you had to say about it. Like, it just, it hit me, and then it, you know, your words about it, like, just really helped me to get it, you know, out. Or people saying, like, you know, I, I, I sat down and read it in a day. Like, I couldn't, I had to finish, like, I couldn't put it down. And, you know, it's things like that. Um, and then also, like, there's been a lot of college students, like, students that have read it and said, like, you know, I'm so glad I read it now as a 22-year-old because, you know, it's kind of that life lesson book for down the road. Like their parents would give it, send it to them and be like, you need to read this, you know, and they would be like, oh my God, there's so much wisdom. And just being a college student, which I really kind of wrote it with the college student in mind. And then it kind of turned into, you know, more of being for everybody. But, um, you know, there's a couple chapters that are that I definitely wrote with the intent of like a college student 
reading it and like getting something big out of you know that chapter and how long has the book been out when was it published september and so, uh yeah. so I, I i assume you did like this uh, this initial push of publicity yeah right? fun i did a i did a book tour last fall for college football games so every saturday i was at a different college That's football cool. game yeah. like barnes and noble or books a million like we partnered with follett and barnes and noble and books a million so whatever campus bookstore you know and we would i would be in the bookstore on game day i started it with georgia was my first and i was like what i had never been to a game at georgia and so i was in the bookstore signing books pre-game and then walked over and went to the game it was amazing yeah Wait, have you ever done a signing where nobody shows up yeah yeah i've done thousands of those absolutely <laughs> and i would ask like i don't believe it- i said that <laughs> no. apparently it's super typical <laughs> yes it's very it's typical. bad publicity by the bookstore well well I, yeah i yeah, don't know I, I or really just a bad area where you know you're not like but or, or a bad like bad timing no i did one in destin florida and it was not associated with a football game, which was probably my first mistake. Mm-hmm. But it was in, and like two people showed up, and I'm just like sitting there, like sitting oh there my for gosh. about an and hour. Like, yeah, just looking at your watch. Yeah, <laughs> but the the manager came over and she was like, "I just want you to know, like this happens all, like this is very typical." <laughs> it is. Like, and I'm like, okay, thank you, because I was really about to crawl under uh, the table. Make it a request. <laughs> Wherever I did like, book signings, there was people? liquor nearby. <laughs> yeah, and if well, I was going to really sit there for in, two hours, the most important thing is anything. The most important uh, thing is exactly. the, when when the author goes to a bookstore, yeah. and even if nobody shows up, what you do is you end up signing and personalizing, you know, uh, 50, 100 books, and then they slap the sticker on yep. the front of the book saying, you know, signed oh, yeah. by the author, yeah. signed yep. copy. So, you know but then, but then you, you're after about 15 minutes, that's over with, and then you're sitting there for <laughs> Drink, <laughs> an hour. The Joe right. Mugs coffee, and I actually picked up Kirk Herbstreet's book because it had just come out, and I started, started reading, reading it. it. <laughs> it wasn't very. I didn't love it. All so of a sudden, I, these kids start showing then, up, and you're like reading <laughs> to them, sitting there with my feet propped up, reading Kirk Herbstreet's book. All right, so Robbie Glenn, our one of our uh, friends, and he comes on the show a bunch. He has Striker Strong. He's got the tournament coming up. I think it's, yeah. it's October coming up. Look, I know he's in by Yeah, there it is. Here's a, here's a thing. So um, 66 teams have already signed up. He has, like, morning and afternoon. He said, come out. Oh. Do it. What is this? That's 264 books you could sell right oh, there. Yeah. Or I could sit there by myself. No, you won't. <laughs> the, the, hey, I, I'll, bring, I'll bring my book, too. I, I, no, no, yeah, you we'll can't. sit together. Okay. Yeah, you, bring we'll yours. I'll bring mine. Jay, bring yours. <laughs> I will. So, but, but he also said, uh, battle Brittany for bucks. And it goes to striker. So you come out and like they're going to set up a ring at the play, and, and oh, you, you get to battle. But wait a people. minute! I don't want people hitting me. <laughs> no, we'll set it up. Just I to, like my face. Like, so you hit the bags the best. I guess, okay, yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. He, no, has, like he has a lot of ideas. He's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll figure <laughs> battle it out. with Brittany. Let's take a break. We'll finish up hour number two coming up next. Stay the with dating us. show battle with Brittany. <laughs> You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A sizzling hot afternoon with a sunny sky. The high today, 93. Sky clear tonight, the low at 70. Tomorrow and Friday, the hottest weather so far this year. A good supply of sunshine both days. Highs between 93 and 96. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 86 degrees in Tuscaloosa. 
brother. No problem. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Hi, this is Wes McCormick.